Welcome to Maestros On Air, presented by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra, recorded live at Maestros Cafe, located at the Brevard Central Library and Reference Center in beautiful Cocoa, Florida. Maestros On Air is a discussion of culture, news events, and life on the Space Coast, and highlights the music, the concerts, and the personalities of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Today's show features President of the Symphony Board, Eric Lee. Now your host, SCSO Director of Communications, Bill Trudeau. Top of the morning to you, Eric. Arr, top of the morning to you, Bill. All right. Where are we? <laughs> Where are you, we? you just got back from the Caribbean, so you're, you're, you're in pirate well, I, mode now? I'm always in pirate mode. Of course, that's uh, Jeremy Hickman, our, our producer. producer. Good morning, gentlemen. And we Good have morning, a special Jeremy. guest here this morning, a dear friend of mine I've known for over 30 years. He's a fantastic trombonist pianist and composer, Mr. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. He's not the actor. Kevin Klein. <laughs> Kevin Klein in the house. That's what I always say I, when I'm I playing. I was thinking, you, you, you run a good company. Uh, I have to, you know, have all a your dis- famous friends. disclaimer, you know. Exactly. Say, oh, we have Kevin Klein, the actor, this morning. You know, you got to, you know. That's always what I say on the gig. I'm, Hi, everybody. Thanks, everybody. I'm Kevin Klein, not the actor. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you. Good Welcome to, see you to the too. show. Welcome to this part of the Central Florida area. Yes, we're at and where the, are we? Yeah. We're at the beautiful Central Florida Library and Reference Center. And Reference Center. Actually, Central Brevard uh, Library yeah, yeah, yeah. Here Reference we go. Center. Uh, right. I always get the name wrong, you know. Jeff will come down and uh, reprimand me. That's part of your charm. It is part of my yes, charm. Yes, but we do know it's at 308 Forest Avenue. That's right. And beautiful uh, Coco. Yes. We've got a great view of the uh, Indian River. We're here at Maestro's Cafe. We were going to record uh, outdoors, but it's a little rainy today. We like it so inside. We like a restaurant indoor. setting, don't we? We do love a restaurant setting. And speaking <laughs> Some of more res- than others, I see it in front of restaurant you. settings, I've got a new favorite uh, breakfast today. What is it? Well, you know, as you know, my listeners know that I love the breakfast sandwich, which is typically an everything bagel with sausage, egg, and uh, your choice of cheese. But they have put together this fantastic breakfast burrito. Yes, yes. it looks good. I've had it. It's like scrambled eggs, yeah. a sausage, peppers. Oh, it's great. Salsa, you know, a giant tortilla. Everything's the th- in there. It's the a thing burrito. Is, it's a burrito. It's you can't fantastic. eat it like a burrito. They have to cut it with a fork. Oh yeah, and a it's knife, way right? too big. Yeah. To, I, too I have big. mixed emotions. I actually just ate it. I've lost about ten pounds over the last. Uh, oh, you'll gain while. those back right away. I think away. I gained four of them back <laughs> yeah. in the last half hour. Yeah, you don't you did. need lunch you after did. you eat this monster, but it's a great value. It's Looks only great. five ninety nine. Kevin's going to have one later because you know he's a fine American. He doesn't want to you know eat on the air, but I'm known for eating on the air. <laughs> trust so. you do it, Eric. <laughs> you can trust Eric, and I'm telling you, it's tasty. It's tasty. It is. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. So that's the yeah, new yeah. my new favorite. So. So let's, what are we doing? What are we going to talk about? Well, let's rock this thing. Let's light this banana. Wait, before, I think we've already I, been running. I'm going to hijack the show here for a second. Well, that's what you're known for, hijacking the show. Here. First, I want to say welcome back, uh, Eric. You missed last week. You were on vacation, I believe, yes, out of the country. Yes, I was in, in uh, beautiful Puerto Vallarta, which I'd never been before. That's where that's, the love boat used to go. That's right. The, I didn't see the love boat, though. I was looking for the love boat. But That was such a bad show. 
I was looking for Did the you love like the boat. Show? Are you kidding? Every was a Saturday night. It Saturday was, night. Uh, oh, yeah, it was the a, love boat followed by Fantasy Island. That at was night. great. That's, that's right. right. It was great. The plane, the plane. That's Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was I know. Say that. But it was back to back. Yeah, that was a great show. I can't believe you know as old as I am, I had never been there before. I'm ready to go back. And uh, Kevin, you've been there a couple of times, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You're thinking of going this summer, right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There. I'm. I'm still trying to decide where to yeah. go. But, yeah. I mean, if but, you're looking uh, a place to go. It's a great place. Food is great. It's, it's got like a great a little city there by you too, and everything. Yeah, it's I like mean the town is real. The old town is real old. It's I think a colonial what from like the 1500s is when it started. I mean it's Some, yeah. great. The streets are cobblestone. You know the bus drivers are insane. They like race each other for the fares. Well, it's you great. know, it's I'm great. thinking what we can do. We can pack up everything, pack up our fantastic show, our big on air sign, all the microphones and equipment and. And all the talent, I, pack it all up, pack it all up, and go broadcast live from Mexico. That'd what do be you guys great. Think? That'd be great. I, I see this now. Okay, the spring fundraiser. We're taking the show on the road. Uh, we we got uh, how many dollars per person? We got airfare. Okay, X thousand dollars. You need my calculator. Dig deep. Yeah, dig deep. And uh, we'll go, and uh, we promise to put on as good a show as we can after yes. being in Mexico for three days. Oh yes. yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. And the, I'm in. The dollar is very strong right now. so The dollar is very strong. So it's a good time to go to Mexico. And you know, another thing that was very strong was the audience at this past weekend's concert. Am I right? It was oh, a good showing oh, it was great. at Tchaikovsky. Oh, yeah. It was a great concert. Um, Jeremy, you were at the concert yesterday, right? I, I was. It was great. Uh, I really like the Scott Center. I like the acoustics. Uh, it's nice. Uh, somebody told me, they observed, I was talking about it in terms of a nice venue, and they said, well, you know, but uh, you sit in uh, essentially like a pew type of seat. Yeah, that's true. And, and I told them, I, I actually prefer that because... Uh, you've got you know room to spread out. You don't have to worry about you know or my elbows on the elbow rest and all that. I think it's nice nice seating. Yeah, you get the I think the acoustics rest. are great. And I got to tell you that for the, just the for performance the... at Chike Five was just wonderful. That's the oh. question everybody asks you know themselves. Okay, who do, who gets the elbow? Who gets the elbow rest? And you know you try to be nice. And I mean whether it's a movie theater, it doesn't matter where it is. But yeah. that kind of seating, yeah, I don't like that. I, I yeah, I've been to some places and it's like uh, sitting in coach on a plane. Yeah. I fight for the elbow room. I do. I'm a, I'm a fighter. I got to tell you. I fight for the elbow room. You're a fine, fine American. I, anyway, I, I, I'll try I, not I, to I sit next that. to I you. I don't think I'd want... If I saw you in my aisle on a plane, I, I think I'd probably wince. So, yeah, I, I see that about you. In Chicago, we have a bar called the elbow room. Yes. Really? You do? <laughs> yeah, they have live performances there. Wow, that's cool. Have you ever heard of it, Eric? I haven't heard of it, but, you know. I thought you were familiar with Chicago. I am, but Come I think on. that might be a new bar. I Where think. is that? Oh, no, no, it's been around forever. It's yeah. on Lincoln Avenue in, mm. I don't know if it's still, Lincoln Park or Lakeview. Okay. What's the cross street? Lincoln and what? Lincoln, oh, it would be near, I think it's near Damon. Okay, so it's uh, up, a, up a little ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, yeah. little further north yeah. like from DePaul. Yeah, Chicago's, from, you know, Belmont. it's a great town. There's more bars and churches, you know. There's oh, like, God, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> a, you could say that about a lot of places, yeah. though. But, well, especially uh, Chicago. Oh, so. man, no kidding. And cheap, too. You don't, it doesn't cost much to drink beer there in some That's of right. places. <laughs> That's right. You're right about that. So well, Right by where I live, I go to a couple places there. Before we get into uh, talking about all kinds of interesting things like stories and different things you yeah. guys have, you have a history. You well, have yeah, a history, which is great. I've known Kevin for like over 30 years. I yeah. Think. Has it been that long? I guess. Yeah, because. Yeah. God, I'm getting old. Because I started DePaul like. I a, am old. <laughs> I started my master's You're like in 1983. 
And you had just graduated, I think. I graduated in eight, yeah, actually eighty two. I graduated eighty two, so, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. you were you know hanging around. And I was stuff. hanging around. I did the jazz band for another year. Yeah, and we, we have a mutual band. friend, Greg Helton, that got me to go to DePaul. Right. He real worked like this really. Yeah, he worked like this really sweet deal for me to get my master's there. So. So right you know, back you know, in the days when you could still do it, right? Oh yeah, it was really now, really inexpensive. You know. Yeah. Basically, I got paid to play the tuba. You know, <laughs> I didn't have to <laughs> do any teaching or do anything. Right. You know, play the tuba, and I got you know had like a you know I was pretty much like half tuition, and you got a degree out of it. I know it was great. So you can't can't be. And DePaul is a great school. It's a lot fancier now, I think, than when we were there. Oh yeah, it's just grown, grown, grown. Yeah. Yeah. So. But our listeners, you know, are familiar with DePaul, you know, it's a great school. Oh, Sigurd, before we uh, start getting into the meat and potatoes of this broadcast, if we could talk a little bit about Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, how uh, the different soloists did. Oh, yeah. I'd like to maybe talk about that just for a minute. Yeah, we had a great lineup um, of a string quartet. Aaron was really funny, like... Sunday, Saturday night, he called them the Four Aces. He made up this <laughs> this name for them. And then Sunday afternoon, he called them the Temptations. <laughs> I, I heard that. I didn't know where that was coming from. I, I don't know either. I mean, he was just like, you know. Come. It, it killed, by the way. Yeah, so it, it Aaron, I know he listens to this. It was That funny. was good. It, you killed. Uh, the, the house four, came down on that. The, the and I was going to bring that up in my, you know, when I do the uh, pregame, you know, announcements, call them the Four Aces. But, you know, I forgot. But then he called them the Temptations. So it was really funny. That's great. But it was really That's an all star um, string quartet. We had Daniel Askarov, who was on the last uh, program. We had our concertmaster, Kerry Mormon, William Goodwin, and uh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. You want, me to, you, you want me to do it? Why don't you butcher it instead? All right. Adevaldo Mulia. Oh, that is wonderful. You must have taken Spanish. No, I just know how to read. Oh, that's good, good for you. <laughs> no, I did take Spanish. I did, oh. I did. I got to tell you. I well, be you honest. should go to Mexico then if you took Spanish. Well, I'm not saying I've never been unofficially. Okay. This is with the all-star uh, string quartet. Uh, it's the Concerto for String Quartet in A minor by Spore. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ah, that was great. You know, they are really like four virtuosos, like all put together, aren't they? Yeah, the Temptations. Yeah, or the four aces, you know. <laughs> yep. It's really great. Well, I will tell you, I know uh, uh, Daniel Askaroff, who we interviewed last week. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's amazing. He's heading out, but I uh, after the performance this last week, and I went up to him and wished him safe travels. And I'm not, it's not my place to make any sort of announcement, but he did tell me he's already making plans to come back later this year. So oh, that'd be great. look for an announcement later this year on yeah, that. Yeah, he's... You know, he's really great, and he's a really nice guy. You know, because sometimes these virtuosos are kind of, you know, stuck up, but he's nothing like that. He's really, you know, down to earth, you know, really a great guy. Right. That, and, was, a, that was a good clip. It was a good clip. Let's, We're known for good clips yes, here at the Space yeah, Symphony let's, Orchestra. Let's do you, this. You want, you want to say it, don't you? I want to say what, it. What, what, do, we play, say what it. do we play after that uh, small group? There was some big uh, number that we played. Chike. Chike five. Five. Yes. five, five symphony. Let's go to you know something to do with the finale where it all comes together. It all comes together, Eric. Yeah, the finale. Let's we were. Let's do that. Let's we go were, to that clip. We were cranking on the finale. Yeah, Let me just tell you, it all comes together. A thousand points of light. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. A little clip from the finale of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony.
by Tchaikovsky. Hello, Kevin Klein. Yeah, how about that? We're going from a dead composer to a live one. How about that? Yes. And it's America's only um, living art, art form. form. Jazz. Yes. So, there you go. No. So we have... Yes. Yes, jazz. And um, here we have... Uh, my good friend, Kevin Klein. Kevin, how are you doing? Are you enjoying the show so far? Oh, man, I'm having a blast. This is great. <laughs> Welcome Beautiful to Maestro's. Cocoa Beach. Welcome yeah. to Maestro's. I, Welcome to Maestro's on there. Welcome to the library. Thanks for having me, I think me, I've guys. covered it all. So why don't you talk about, you know, where we, you know, I met you like at DePaul, you know, and you start, you know, a trombone major there. Why don't you talk about a little bit? About right. that, and then how you switched from you know trombone to like your interest in okay, the, yeah, I'll, I'll actually go back a further, a little further, just talk about yeah, like you, getting into music. We got plenty of time, but, uh, so. But uh, basically, you know, you know, I had an older brother who was, uh, an, he was an organist. He was studying the organ. Mm-hmm. We got this big con theater organ in my house from yeah. uh, my parents bought from some friends, and yeah. I'd hear him play, and I, I I knew that I just wanted to like learn how to play the organ. That was my first. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So in uh, uh, so I started on that in second grade. Really. Second and then, grade. And then oh. when I then uh, you know I was I was just loving music. So then I, next thing I wanted to do was be in the school band, and then that's when I started trombone, and actually in fifth grade. Okay. So I joined my grade school band and just went on and on. Uh, kept. Kept taking organ lessons, and I think around eighth grade I switched to piano. I okay. started to desire to play piano a little bit, so so I did that, and I kind of took piano lessons on and off throughout my life. And then DePaul, I when I got to DePaul, I you know decided to go ahead and just go into trombone okay. full time. Is that yeah. where you guys so, met, DePaul? Yeah, and we met. The, yeah, yeah, he had so, graduated like the year before I started. I think. Yeah, I graduated in '82. Right. And I started in '83, uh, but you were still hanging around. Right, and uh, we did some. We did a ballroom band together too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You would have loved an orchestra. <laughs> yeah, you would have loved this group, Tony Barron Orchestra. It was like um, Guy Lombardo style band. It was like tuba, trombone, two trumpets, four saxes, and then. Um, Drums and piano. So you know I was. I dig so that. I was. So I was the bass. I dig that. I kind of. I'm picturing what it would sound like. It. It sounded like Guy Lombardo. Yeah. Actually, good. made Lawrence Welk look hip. I mean, that's how <laughs> it did. We were like totally corny. I mean, and it we was had like, fun exaggerating. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was really funny. And then our friend uh, Greg Helton, he was in that too. I mean, we were a lot of friends from that band. I mean, it was crazy. That band. So, but that was, we played that together. That so, was a yeah, lot of we fun. know each other from that a lot. And then, uh, and then uh, we were in Jonathan Brandmeier's. Oh, God, Johnny. Too. Yeah, Jonathan Brandmeier. I just saw uh, a YouTube post of his video a couple nights uh, of a concert that we did. Oh, I, I don't remember when it was. Yeah, because. a big stadium. He was very popular back in the day for about five to seven years or so. Yeah, I think he held the record at Poplar Creek, I think, for attendance, I think. Right, well, he tied Elton John, actually. Yeah, it was yeah. like 28,000 people at Poplar yeah. Creek. Yeah, so, so, and then the concert video, was that that concert? I think so, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was a huge concert. So. so, Gavin was in the horn section, and then I played on the Hey There, Milwaukee Polka. Hey There, Milwaukee Polka. Yeah, so I was a two, and it, 
you know, it was hilarious. I think I you saw You had a great because he, he could just drink beer all night and that's just right. come out and play the polka and then go <laughs> backstage and drink some more That's beer. right. Budweiser was the corporate sponsor. Well, exactly. <laughs> we always had Bud. We had a lot that's of Bud. That's a great corporate sponsor to have with the polka. I saw a video of you yeah, on that's YouTube. From, that's from that concert. I know. But you got to check out the rest of the band. It was a tight band. And, you know, they, and the funny thing about the horn section, you guys were always wearing like these crazy outfits. Yeah, we wore these nutty uniforms. They wore like this, like this band uniform, and then you wore like that space. You look like space, space yeah, suits. Yeah, we wore like these space <laughs> well, suits. You we, had the suits hat we, with the feather coming out of it. I had the hat and the feather, yeah. and I had a dog collar, like a spike dog collar. You had a spike dog collar. And I had like right, these Bermuda shorts. Oh, and, like, I forgot about the spike. Collar. And then I had like <laughs> a, like a tuck shirt with a like a tux. It was you know like with ruffles. It was like you know crazy. Yeah, you could search it on YouTube. Yeah. Real easy to but find. But these it. guys, you know, they had like all these costumes. You'd change costumes. How many costumes do you have, like, usually? Well, we, we basically did marching band uniforms. But they were different. And ones. then we had the space outfits. And then we did a couple space. other crazy things. Do you yeah. have any pictures? There's a couple other, yeah, there's a couple other now, uniforms. I, I don't even want to say what they were because they were so <laughs> nutty. So. Yeah. Leave that to the people who want to watch. We need to take those pictures and post them. Right. And then the rest of the band, they had like these, they were what, like zoot? Zoot suit jackets. That was early on. on. That was early. And the back on said, these. like, you know, this band stinks, you know, on the, on the back of the- Yeah, that's right. The keyboard player had yeah. that going on for, yeah, it was pretty for funny. that Poplar Creek show anyway. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny. But that was so, a lot of fun. And so you did that. What's uh, some other groups that you've played? Actually, the Blues Brothers. Well, the Blues Brothers, yeah. That's that, still that, current. That, that's my current thing now. I've been playing trombone with them now for, gosh, I think it's about 13 years. And Aren't I'm actually you- staying down here. Oh, yeah, and Kissimmee. Chuck Little. Yeah, he's the, the leader, right? Right. He's That's a snowbird. Cool. He comes down here for a few months, and he always welcomes us down. And actually, it's the band's 25th anniversary wow. That's this amazing. year. So too, it's almost so. as old as the actual movie. So the band. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's, yeah. Called, yeah. it's called the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Is it so, a tribute band? Yeah. The BL, yeah, we're B L O O Z E brothers. Okay. Oh, okay. A, <laughs> I, was, so, yeah. I was about to ask yeah. if uh, Lou yeah. Marini was still in it. <laughs> so the Blues Brothers band. So now who's Jake and who's Elwood? Uh, Chuck Little is Elwood. Okay, and that's the guy you're staying with, right? Right. Okay, down in Kissimmee. Exactly. Yeah, he's like a snowbird now, right? He's a snowbird now. Okay. Yeah, and so he's Jake, then who's Elwood? Elwood is John Aguila. Okay. Yeah, because that's, you know, it's great. It's a great band, you know, and it's great uh, having those two guys. So. Yeah, they're, they're entertaining guys, and I got to say all the fellow musicians in that band, too, are fantastic. Okay. So, nice grooving yeah, band. because we saw him, where was that, like in Grays Lake or something? This was like, you know, long, I mean, over 10 years ago. I mean, they were like killing, they got like this police car. It looks just like the police yeah, car. Yeah, the, the blues mobile, the whole bit. Really yeah. with the big speaker on top? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll be in parades. Oh, that's and neat. It's the, whole, yeah. uh, it's the whole thing. People that's take photos neat. with them afterwards at the car and yeah. everything. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and sometimes we're doing a gig for when we're on the road. Yeah. And, we, you know, Chuck's helping us get to the gig. It's like the blues mobile with the rest of the band following it. And yeah. that's one of those hilarious. movies. When the movie comes on, you got to watch it. Yeah. You know, depending it on what you have going. Yeah. But it's one of those things, yeah. Right. You know, and Kevin's a really modest guy, but his trombones, he's got like this killer trombone sound i mean when he's in a horn band it sounds like jimmy pankow i mean he's a modest he's not gonna you know but it's true i, mean, I you, do like to play you've powerful got, you've got that powerful. sound and th- those of you who, who don't know who jimmy pankow is chicago yeah right yeah you're you know, in chicago. chicago yeah he's i got just the, grew up he's got the sound Listen, so i loved his playing chicago man i mean that's just that's one of my favorite bands yeah i played along with their records i mean probably 
starting in seventh grade, I think. You know, yeah, I was so playing the horn, or I was just loving it. Just so, put the needle on the record, try right. to drop, drop it on the trombone solos and practice them. And we have a <laughs> lot of older listeners, so they know what records are. So, <laughs> so it's good. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you've got that sound. So, so then, when did you um, your interest go into like the composition? Because you're on this, um, that you know. uh, that happened actually a lot later. It was the late '90s. Okay. I was like, okay, you know, you know, work on trombone was okay, but it just seemed to be dwindling. And I've always loved piano, mm-hmm. so you know, I started making the change, and I studied with this great piano player teacher in Chicago, Peter Pauls. Okay, and he's really what got me going. Mm-hmm. I, I studied with him for about three years. Okay, and um, next thing I knew, you know, I'm you know. Because, you know, I've, as a jazz player, I mean, I've played jazz trombone all my right. life. I mean, I, I know how to play changes and everything, but I never really had them intellectually in my head. Okay. You know, so like finally with Peter, sitting with Peter and studying, yeah. studying with him, I, I started intellectually in my head knowing okay. what's going on. And then, okay. you know, that really helped me with my improv a lot. And okay. then, uh, so there I am, you know, I'm playing for a few years and next thing you know, I'm, I'm writing. It just kind of okay. evolved. Let, let me ask you, know? you this. And, if you ever notice when you're studying with somebody or playing under somebody's direction, especially if you're, if you're spending time, depending on how much time you spend, um, you tend to pick up some of their techniques, some of their style. Is that correct? Not so much with Peter because he was, he was the kind of guy that, I mean, he wanted you to do your own thing. I mean, he showed me changes and a lot, lot of it was me sitting at the piano when he taught mm. me, you know, he, you know, so he didn't, you know, he'd show me things, but, um, uh, so no, I honestly, I really didn't, you know, you know, really where I picked up a lot of my stuff too. I mean, I'm, I'm very influenced by my all time American, uh, or idol, uh, piano player, Bill Evans. Bill Evans. So yeah, yeah. So oh, that's I'd, good. I'd say some of the stuff I slip into, you know, I sound like him. Although I could never play like him. I mean, he, you know, he was amazing. Player, we know what he's my biggest influence. And and Peter and I, we talked about yeah. that all the time. I mean, he he really kind of turned me more onto Bill Evans yeah. and talent. You know. you know what they say: talent borrows, genius steals. You know, so right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have to admit, I've never heard that. Oh, come on. Come on. That's I an haven't. old joke. It is. Well, we all steal, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you, know, I've, you know, transcribing has always been a part of my... Right. Well, what is it? Learning. Artists? Artists? What is it? What, there's talent another borrows, way. genius steals. Yeah, but there's another way to... Well, anyway. I, the way I've heard it uh, stated, similar kind of thought, which is originality is the art of concealing sources. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. Yeah. So do you think then from the study of piano, then you had your interest in composition then? Yeah, piano really got it going for me okay. you know, now that I knew what was going on. I mean, a lot of it's still, you know, you're writing by ear, but it, 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 uh, it, I was just able to come up with a lot of stuff after yeah. that. So, so, then, um, so then you're on this uh, CD tour here, you know, promoting the CD. It's called uh, Make Up Your Mind. And it's, um, I am holding in my hands a uh, copy of the CD that uh, Kevin, you know, autographed for me. So that'll be worth something someday. That's you know? a good looking CD cover. And it just is. so you know, I thought it then when he first showed it to me. And I think it is right now as I'm looking at it, that is a good CD cover. Oh, yeah, it's really good. I mean, it looks Thanks. that good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. So and it was an honor to autograph it for you, Eric. Oh, yeah. It's, 
Uh, yeah, and then you can, uh, to tell you the truth, you're my first autograph. <laughs> so, <laughs> see? That's see, I'm starting to trend. More that's, to a big de- that's a big deal. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, our listeners, if they order CDs, maybe you can autograph them for so them. So, Jeremy you know? and I are chopped liver. We don't get one? Here, here. I got a pen right here. Oh, can you yeah, write, absolutely. Uh, you got one. All right. He does. He I has got a one pen in my bag here too. Look at that. He's oh. not just saying it. So, there you have it. He's got one in the bag. So, anyway, so uh, how long did the CD project, when did this all start? Oh, probably about six years ago. Okay. It's, it's, it was a long project. And, and it just uh, came out in, what, 2014? Yeah. Okay. Just the, the end of last year. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're going to be playing some uh, clips from the CD. But, you know, even before we get into that, when I, you know, you first sent it to me, I started listening to it. The thing I was most impressed, like, from the get-go was how good the whole thing sounded. I mean... This out, I mean, it sounds like it's either like New York or LA. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, it's got a. That's good to hear. I mean, it's got a fantastic <laughs> sound. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great musicians in Chicago, and you know the stu- you know the whole sound. What studio did you record this in? Uh, most of it was about probably about eighty five percent of it was done at SYR Recording, which is Steve Yates Recording, okay. in Northbrook, Illinois. Okay. And then uh, uh, the Bobby Shoes session was done at Studio Chicago, which doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, okay. So. so is that downtown? Uh, that's, uh, that's in Lincoln Park also. Oh, it is? Okay. On Clybourne, yeah. Okay. Clybourne and Fullerton. Well, one thing I like about this, these are all original uh, uh, compositions except for one, which uh, I don't know if uh, it's all right, but I'd like to put a request. I'd like to hear My Funny Valentine, if we don't mind. My funny Valentine, sweet comic Valentine, you make me smile with my heart, yeah. Your looks are laughable,
Yeah, that's the one that kind of jumps out from the album because it's it's you know it's real R and B and and powerful horns. And then um, and you already mentioned Bobby. What inspired you to get Bobby? You know. If our listeners know, if you're a jazz aficionado, Bobby Shue is a huge name in the jazz world. What, um, yeah, how well, that all happened? A friend of mine uh, called me up and and said that he was he was going to maybe go to the a concert that he was playing. He played at the College of Lake County, and uh, it was funny. I almost wasn't going to go. As it turned out, I ended up going, and he didn't go. <laughs> so I took my girlfriend very last minute. I mean, mm-hmm. very. I, I mean. We were trying to decide an hour before if we were going to go there, but we figured we better leave because it's about an hour away. Yeah. You know? So anyways, yeah, so I went and saw him there. And I had only seen him one time before, many years ago, probably 30 years ago or something, at the Colony Theater in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But anyways, when I, saw, when I watched him play that day, I, you know, I kind of wanted to have you know, some guest artist on the album. Right. I still had you know, a little more room on it. Most of yeah. it was written by then. But anyway, so when I saw saw and heard him play, I'm like, this is it. Yeah. So then I went back to him, and I didn't mention to him. I, I met him after the concert. I didn't mention playing on the CD then, but I right. called him the next day. Oh, and then, you know, or I emailed him the next right. day, and he was he was on his way back home at the airport. And he answered me pretty quickly. He's like, oh. yeah, I'd be happy to be a part of your project. Yeah, yeah, because so. I met him when I was in the All American College Band at Disneyland. He was one of the clinicians. I mean, he's a really super nice guy. Oh yeah, and he he is he is so into education, yeah. and wants to help everybody out. And he, you know, I was really shocked that he said yes to my thing. But after knowing him, yeah. a little bit now, I understand. And the thing I, about him is, he does. Um, he's like a lead trumpet player. Plus, he also does improv, which is like really unusual. Oh yeah, yeah you know, for somebody to be able to do both, he's good you know at both. I know we've been talking about uh, the different sessions and this and that, uh, about Bobby Shue. We know who Bobby Shue is, but for those listeners that don't, I mean, let's face it, we have a lot of classical listeners. Um, if you could go into a little bit about who this guy is. Right. Bobby Shue is a great jazz uh, trumpet player and flugelhorn. He has a beautiful flugelhorn sound. And uh, he's, he's done clinics around the world and has performed with different people you know, his recording he's done tons of recording too he's you know he's been on Streisand's A Star Is Born I even remember him telling me once uh, that he was he was doing a recording it was he asked this girl his name he's like what's your name and it was it was Karen Carpenter he was doing a Karen <laughs> Carpenter session I don't, he didn't even know her <laughs> so, that's kind of cool. funny but uh, anyway uh, but you know, what comes to mind, actually, there's this one tune I'd love you guys to hear. Um, it's called Natalyn, and it's a tune he told me that he had written it for a girl that had brought him up a rose to the stage at one of the concerts he was doing. And I guess he was so so moved by that, he wrote a tune and named it after her. It's gorgeous. Thank you. 
imagine that. Uh, a, a really cool piece about a girl who gave Bobby Shue a rose. Yeah, I like you've, that. You've done that too, Kevin. Haven't you written pieces about <laughs> girls that are giving you roses? Uh, not yet. Not, <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to say that. that before you did. I haven't met you until today. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so now you're inspired now by Bobby Shue. So there you go. I just knew he was going to say that. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's wild. You're a soothsayer. I'm something. You're a soothsayer. soothsayer. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that piece. Yeah, wow. He, yeah, he's a great That's player. Cool. Yeah, he has a beautiful sound. So, so then on your CD, how many tracks did you have Bobby play? Uh, he played on four tracks. Okay. And uh, I have to say, though, once he said yes... It turned into four tracks. It actually was only two. Yeah. So after he said yes, I'm like, gosh, I'm you know I got He's in Albuquerque, you know. I'm like, gotta fly this guy in from Albuquerque. Gotta have him play on more than two tunes. So I quickly got to work and I wrote two more tunes. Oh, see, well, there you go. After that, to have him play on four. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, so, so I think the one track where um, we were talking, you know, during the clip, like the next one. Like the song you wrote, Happy Go Lucky. Why don't you uh, set that up? Okay, Tell yeah. Us happy, about that. Happy Go Lucky is, uh, and that is, uh, no, I think that's one of the tunes I had done already, uh, ready for him. But uh, anyway, that's a, you know, it's a swing tune that kind of breaks into funk, too. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, originally I wrote it to just be swing, but I just wanted to change it up a little mm-hmm. bit. So, that, so, and this was a fun tune for me, too, because I actually get to, uh, to do this is the one song that I do two solos on. I, I play piano and, and trombone. I play trombone. Okay, cool. And just so you know, that's my kind of tune: swing into funk. I like that. Yeah, that it, it, it I changes. Dig that. I dig that quite nice. And, and then, of course, Bobby was killing on this this track. Yeah, and I'm looking at like the personnel list. Um, you know, I know, um, you know Henry Salgado. You know, he's a great guy, yeah, too. Henry, oh, Henry's a great player. Yeah. Yeah. It was an honor to have him. It was an honor to have everybody on this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, Henry, we go way back. And we played in, uh, well, we played in a big uh, big band called Big Band Machine right. that Rich Daniels played. Right. In our very early years, I was in that band even in high school. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. Henry's a good old friend. Yeah. So, uh, so and the nice thing is um, you get some of the um, piano solo and the trombone solo. So exactly. Trombone, yeah. so. And, of course, Bobby. Yeah, so there you have it. All right, well, um, why don't we listen to a little bit of uh, Happy Go Lucky? Sounds good.
I know um, I know that Bobby Shu was on four or is on four tracks. Um, obviously, there's more to this CD than Bobby Shu. Right. And that's where let's talk a little bit more about you, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. Because um, you had talked earlier about your writing style, how you think about like the bass, or did we do that before the show? We t- we were talking about this, how you you get the bass line in your head, and then you get the changes, and right, then you get yeah. the melody. I mean, that's really interesting. Your you know that thought process. Maybe you can talk to our listeners a little bit about that because I think that's an interesting process. Yeah, and I mean. With my writing, I'm pretty much all all over the place, but it seems most of it, you know, I'm probably a backwards writer to uh, to most people. You know, I, I would imagine a lot of writers start with melody, but a lot of times I have a bass line and or chord changes going, and I'm just kind of playing through those, and I just always know that I can come up with a nice melody over that. So a lot of my stuff comes from the bottom up. When you record, do you use a track to build on? Do you have a track that you work with and you keep going back and maybe... Uh, like a scratch on, track? Yeah. On, on some of it I did, yeah, because I, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sequence with a computer on so, some of my stuff. But a lot of it's just at the piano, too. Man, how times have changed. I remember splicing with a, with a razor blade, splicing the old multi-track tape recorders. Oh, yeah, we have all the gadgets now. I mean, it's so yeah. easy. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, gosh, at home, I mean, I use GarageBand Pro Tools, uh, Apple Logic. I use all that stuff myself a little bit. Just to, so, so I do get to line up these tunes pretty nice. And also, you know, I will sequence them for the band to hear too. I kind of want them to hear the recording of the sequence. So basically, all the parts were there for them to hear beforehand. We didn't rehearse at all. I mean, otherwise, other than going over a few things in the studio. But I sent them these sequence tracks, so at least they had an, adi- an idea of the tune, and then they'd go in the studio. And, well, a lot of people don't really, uh, aren't familiar with what you just said. If you really think about it, I find that, that if you don't rehearse, you get more of a natural sound, because if you rehearse, you have something that you're trying to compare uh, the recording too. But if you go in, you just rehearse enough to kind of get you on the same page, but you create right then and there, it is something special and it's magic that happens. Exactly. And, th- and that's part of the thing I wanted. I mean, really when, when they heard my recordings of the tunes, that was just to give them an idea of it and the groove. But I mean, and, and, and when I, gosh, when we were live doing it in the studio, I was just blown away. I'm like, cause I've been hearing these electronic things for a while. And it's, yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of magic did happen. It was really nice, it's, you know, especially, I mean, all these guys, I mean, you, you go to East Coast to West Coast, doesn't matter to me, these guys can compare to anybody. I mean, they're top-notch guys. Yeah, that was the um, first impression when I listened to it, Yeah, how I mean, good it was. J- Jim Galloretto, oh, yeah. you know, wonderful solos. I mean, he's all over the album, yeah. you know. Yeah. Jim sounds great, yeah. but, but all these guys. You're really good. Them. So do you yeah. think your compositional process is maybe from the fact being a trombone player and that you've studied improv so much because if you think about it improv you're creating your own melody kind of on the fly you know you got the chord changes going and then you just you know make it happen right exactly and that and that's the fun of it for me is just you know the composition aspect where you're just trying to have you know everything detailed and you know i like to you know have a melody go through with the chord changes but then when it comes back the second time something's got to be different that's always right. the way i've been you know and yeah. you have a couple kicks in there or whatever yeah. or, or maybe even throw in an alternate chord change mm-hmm. and and it makes the stuff a little more interesting and then of course improving right you know on the spot yeah. right so that's probably where you got that from probably yeah just your because you studied improv like forever right oh yeah i mean at depaul you know 
Alan Swain's yeah. class. And, yeah. Yeah. So studied a lot and, and learned. A lot of it's on your own, too. I mean, I, I did a lot of transcribing. Right. I mean, mostly for trombone. Yeah. You know, I mean, our listeners may not be familiar with that, but transcribing, yeah. basically, you're, um, you're listening to a jazz solo, and then you write it out. You listen to it, and you write out the solo, and then you play the solo. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it was fun to do on trombone a lot, too, because I just, you know, try to learn these solos, and you even try to imitate the, the nuance. Right. That so, these guys did. I mean, you, know. you then you did Jimmy Pankow. And who are your, some of your other influences? And then we're going to go to one of well, the my, songs. Well, my here. favorite all-time jazz player on trombone, without a doubt, is Frank Rossellino. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's yeah. a monster. Oh uh, yeah, him and Fonti- Carl Fontana. Oh yeah, oh I yeah, they're a both. Lot of too. Bill Watrous too. Oh yeah, they're both all you know? all fantastic. Yeah. Do you have any other influences other other in jazz other than trombone players for well, the improv I, or um, primarily trombones? Well, as I mentioned earlier, Bill Evans. Uh, you know, just some of the, mostly the piano players, Keith, Keith Jarrett. Okay. I got you. You know, I got you. Well, guys, uh, let's, let's yeah. go to another track. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go with, this is, a, we're going to, this is a, one of your original compositions. Well, they're all original except for my funny Valentine. Uh, but where the snake, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Beware the snake is, uh. I don't know how I got that title, but to me, it just What's well, appropriate in Florida, we got a lot of snakes. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, we were walking in today, someone told me to watch out for them. That's right. We'll see. Well, there you go. You were, uh, you know, a precursor to your uh, trip down here. <laughs> right. So, no, anybody, uh, but uh, Beware the Snake is a, a Latin vibe tune, and I was just really amazed at how this turned out, actually, and the soloists were incredible. Dave, uh, Dale Prasco's on guitar on this, and Jim Galloretto on soprano sax. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right, and our listeners will be, too. Yes. Without further ado. Beware the snake.
Nice. I like that. Yeah, I dig that track. Yeah, the samba. It's I cool. I dig that it? track. Yeah. It's cool, isn't it? It's super cool. Yeah. Super I'm not. Cool. Af- I'm not afraid of the snake. I like the snake. That <laughs> I'm, was afraid, good. I'm afraid of the snake. I'm, so. I'm not afraid. That <laughs> is super cool. I'm gonna no, enjoy that. Stay away from snakes. That's I don't a great like snake. title track, man. No, the title track <laughs> is coming up. Well, that's a great track. It is Did a I great title track. Title track. You're just you know spilling the beans for what's going to be coming up. But if it was me, I'm telling you, that runs a close second to the title oh, track, yeah. which you're going to be listening to in a little bit. So. Well, interestingly stuff. enough, I'm just going to observe uh, earlier when we were talking about uh, what other tracks we're going to play. Uh, ironically, we couldn't do what the uh, the title of the CD is make up your mind <laughs> we're gonna play this song we're gonna That's play that funny. song well you're you know right, part of right. it is there's so many good songs it's kind of hard to pick you know you don't know if you want like vanilla or chocolate or strawberry or you know i want to say it one more time i dig that track or uh, rocky road or you know <laughs> thanks phil i try to relate everything to food you're so, welcome kevin you know and he does. He relates. Eric relates everything to food, or at least he tries to. I which try is, to. That's part of your charm. That's true. It is yeah. part of my charm. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're going to be playing the title track um, in a little bit. If our listeners wanted to buy this masterpiece, where would they be able to do that? Well, they have three places they can go. Really? Um, wow. CDBaby.com. Okay, that's where I Number saw Number one. And that's search, a good place. I and saw search CD Kevin Baby. Klein, K-E-V-I-N-C-L-I-N-E. Right. Dot com. Otherwise, you're, you'll spell it wrong. You'll have an actor come yeah, up. Cause it pops right, yeah, because it pops right up on CD Baby. If you put in your name, it's there right, right. away. So. He's not on CD Baby. But no, but I you know. are. You're on CD Baby. <laughs> and then well, iTunes. Number two. <laughs> iTunes. Not now, a bad iTunes, place. they would just download the tracks. Right? They nice. can download the tracks there, right? CD Baby, you can get the, the physical the CD. CD. Or you can just get to me through my website. What's your website? KevinKlein.com. Number three. Now, yeah. if, if our listeners wanted an autographed copy, would they be able to do that? If they would? Go to the website okay. and, and request that in okay. the comments. Because I happen to have a, I happen to to have a uh, autographed copy. I can say, you have an autographed copy. Right, they could just come to you. Right. It says, you're the best, Eric of Tuba. Sign Kleiner. Because that was your nickname, like in, uh, like in right, school. Right. My nickname. My nickname was Kleiner, and your nickname was uh, Eric of Tuba. Yeah, we played with Jonathan. Brandmark. That's right, Johnny. Yeah, but we, hey, we Johnny found out. Me up I, you with didn't, Eric you of didn't Tuba. meet him until he was older and he was a student. We found out on an earlier episode when he was a child, his nickname was actually the Little Dumpling. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. The Little <laughs> Dumpling. My parents called me <laughs> the Little you Dumpling. Are a genius. You're right. Well, I, I was a fat kid, so I'm still fat, but I was a fat kid. <laughs> little so. Dumpling. I had to wear like the husky clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Little dumpling. Yeah, I the like little that. dumpling. Uh, yeah, little dumpling. Why don't you go change the uh, TV channel? You know, because we didn't have you know old TV. We didn't have a remote control. So right, I was the remote control. Well, Florida's going to miss you. Florida is going. I'm going to miss, miss Florida. You. I'm having a great time down here. So nicely done, Kevin. Yeah. This is uh, this has been a really really cool interview. Yeah, we really enjoyed having you. Why don't you just set up the title track for us, and we'll um, okay. Know, and thanks back. for having me, guys. I really enjoyed this. Anytime, um, anytime. This is uh, Make Up Your Mind, and really, I came up with the title. Actually, it applies to, it applies to a couple things. Uh, number one, it's kind of in a, the first half of the tune is kind of a minor kind of feel, and then it changes to major. When I was writing it, I couldn't decide which to do, so I did both. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, and then um, also kind of, a, you know, applies to my trombone and piano playing. Oh, what should I play here, trombone or piano? Can't make up my mind. So. Oh, yeah, so you did both. So there you go. <laughs> So I did both. All right. I never did make up my mind. We'll see. Well, there you go. Well, uh, nothing wrong with that. So we'll uh, 
close with the um, track make up your mind the title track it's a great cd you know kevin told you how to buy it he'll even give you an autographed copy to go to his website kevinkline.com pleasure meeting you guys pleasure meeting you Some cool interview. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was really great seeing Kevin again. He's well, a great guy. We go way back. He's a cool interviewee. Yeah, he's a great guy. And yeah. the CD is really good. You know, if you get a chance, you know, please purchase one. But it's a really good CD. We've got a lot more events coming up that we need to uh, talk about. Sure. This weekend, we've got a uh, spring sale and open house over at the River House this weekend. Uh, Friday, March 27th, and then Saturday, March 28th. Um, if you're trying to clean out your garage, bring some stuff over, you get a donation, and um, you can come to the sale and um, maybe rebuy the stuff you donated or buy some new stuff. You know, that's usually what I do at a garage sale. I end up, you know, buying stuff or I get a change of heart and like, Oh, I think I really wanted that, and I'll buy it back, you know. Lovely. That, that's just me, so. Lovely. And then our next concert coming yes. up. what concerts? What are uh, we doing? Doing the Carmen concert is coming up. That's Friday, April 10th at uh, Calvary Chapel. And then uh, Sunday, April 12th at uh, beautiful Vero Beach High School. Sure you don't miss the concerts. They sound like they're going to be big. They are going to be big. And then the concert after that. This is a classic. I think this is maybe like our third or fourth Mother's Day concert. The Pops Bouquet, a tribute to mothers. That's Saturday, May 9th at the uh, beautiful Scott Center. And uh, my understanding is that uh, we have a um, clip from the Spizwinks because I had missed that concert. Yeah, Where speaking of uh, missing concerts, I know you were out of the country for a little while and you missed the Spizwinks when they were here. Uh, I actually went to the last performance at the Scott Center I mentioned before. I liked that venue. Uh, so, yeah, I think this, as we're drawing the hour to a close, this is a good tough spot. I actually have a short clip from the very last song that they sang. It's very appropriate. It's on the topic of saying goodbye. So I think uh, we could probably leave the show today uh, with a short clip as we say goodbye to the Spizwinks for one more year. Goodbye, Spizwinks. Goodbye, Spizwinks. Goodbye to you gentlemen and to everybody else out there. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see, we'll see you, you at the, the show. show. But no regrets, although you found somebody new. No regrets, sweetheart, no matter what you say or do. I know our love will linger when that other love forgets. 
so I will say goodbye with no, no regrets. See, I've got no, no, no regrets. No, I laughly love affairs. Gone astray, no regrets. Sweetheart, though I'll still care while you're away. Somehow our happy romance ended. Well, it just so suddenly, but you'll always be a part of me. No regrets, I got no, no, no regrets. So well, somebody new is looking oh so good to you. Well, no regrets, babe. No matter what you say or do, I know our love will linger when that other love forgets. So I will say goodbye with no, no regrets. Velocity Production.